a very special episode of funny looks the podcast where i talk to performers about the clothes they wear this started off as a podcast where i focus mainly on comedians and what they wear on stage to be funny but i'm branching out now because i want to talk to other performers and creatives about what they wear when they're going to go on stage online and do stuff and express themselves that intro would have been good if i hadn't said do stuff but i'm gonna no, do it do stuff's good do stuff is great <laughs> and that is the That's voice what we do. <laughs> <laughs> true and that is the voice that you can hear of john mcmustard aka the colonel aka the colonel of the band colonel mustard and the dijon five i was gonna say magician but musician singer frontman cool dude style icon <laughs> how are you doing john i've never had style icon before <laughs> maybe like in the bc days i would have been a style icon but i am i'm amazing sorry if i messed your intro up there because i interrupted you when you thought you'd messed it up but by doing so i messed it up i think i don't know it might it's, work out good. <laughs> it's cool. It's like a it's like a chaotic energy which I sometimes just bring to this podcast. That's just I'm trying not to say the vibe. That's just how it is. That doesn't sound no, as good. I'm using the like the night I watched the Stanley Odds uh, stream for Lee Theatre and. Uh, I was messaging Dave Hook and right away, I just used loving the close-up vibes and right away, you <laughs> popped into my head. I'm like, Amelia Baylor, I pretty much just steal her pattern now. So do not stop saying the vibe. It's your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly listening to a podcast that I, when I was editing a podcast that I recorded the other day and every <laughs> second word that I said was vibe, honestly. <laughs> But good. I, yeah. I say good. I say good to that. Okay. Well, as long as it has your seal of approval as the colonel, I will keep that in my heart and in my soul. Um, but the reason I've got you on, right? Obviously, you're a cool, talented guy. Yeah, whatever. I want to talk about... <laughs> I want to talk about your costumes. <laughs> I want to talk about... Well, you have such a sort of iconic stage look like the sort of yellow suit and the disco ball hat like wow how does it feel to have a trademark it feels good sometimes you can feel a wee bit trapped in that as well though do you know it's like a, a double-edged sword but having not performed live to people for over a year now I'm like do you know, I'm happy to just <laughs> wear my yellow suit and wear my disco ball helmet, no matter how double-edged that sword is, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. 
Uh, no, it's good. That is, it's nice. It's like, I suppose, because I always think we us, it's about sometimes making good things out of bad things. So we've had like, the disco, just to go right in, the disco ball helmet, uh, the actual army cap came from the Berlin Wall. So I think it was like what the Eastern Bloc side, one of the army hats. And I got my partner Donna just to like cover it with mirrors. And the actual disco ball that goes on top of it was for a nightclub. Do you remember Eau Couture? Oh my God. Yes, I honestly do. But did it change its name? To something I, else. It changed lots. It's been everything. It's I think it might have been Reds at one point, and then it was like, you know, folk for the eighties will remember it as the Tuxedo Princess or something. That maybe, maybe not. It's like one of the nightclubs that changed every three years, but it had disco balls on the wall, and we played there at like for a pal's fashion thing just when we were starting out. And this is kind of how the look started out. I always, I always imagined having almost like a fly agaric helmet, like an army helmet with a fly agaric like kind of magic mushroom type uh, design on it. But the night we played in there, there was like loads of disco balls that had a couple of wee broken bits, but they obviously hadn't used them for the nightclub. They were like, oh, there's too many broken bits, we'll need to chuck them. And because we were backstage, I'm like, that is that is the hat. And I put it on, on top of the cap I was wearing and that's kind of how it was born. And then we got the Berlin Wall thing. And then like even some, we've had like orange order hats that we've disco-fied and stuff like that. And I think it is just that turning something that was bad or like ragged. I don't know. In fact, you're too young for ragged dolls. Do you not, do you, have you ever heard of the ragged dolls? Mm-hmm. Raggy dolls, raggy dolls, dolls like you and me. It was like a program about wee dolls that had been, Almost like Toy Story creators probably stole the idea off of them, like toys that had been thrown away into a basket and uh, like basically they were all cool. They had like sad sack and loads of cool wee, always stuff like that. It's like you should always, no matter what it is, if something bad happened or if there's something bad, you can always try and turn it into something good. And that that is it. Sorry, I've just talked for a bit too much. No, that's the point of this. Like, I want to hear about it. I honestly had no idea that was the history of the, like, disco ball hat. Um, That's so, like, interesting how that's how it came about. What about the yellow suit? So initially when we started out, we just, we didn't, act, even though we were Colonel Mustard and the Dijon 5, so obviously Mustard is yellow. So inevitably we would get to the yellow times. And the yellow times came and they were, the yellow times have been happy. But before that, it was like themes. So we used to do like every gig, it would be like, I would I would just text them three days before a gig and go, right, it's an army theme. And half the people would get involved, half of them wouldn't. But I would always have extra props and like worse clothes that, you know, like, stuff that they wouldn't have wore but they're now like stretching into like army vest tops and stuff like that we would maybe have a sports theme where like folk could come dressed as basketball players so every gig we had our own theme within the band it was like a theme night i mean glass vegas came to see us <laughs> at like fucking 
think it was like nice and sleazy and we were doing our sports night where they had like basketballs on stage and like they were loving it though it was like fucking so funny and and then at a point where like someone I think someone was just like how do you know just wear yellow and I was like I, of course we'll get round to that but and then it became like we like we we knew we were up for the Sama Awards and we were basically we were lit right for the first time we've got like 600 pound in the bank like since we started why don't we just spend it all on yellow suits and we we uh, basically there's this uh, online uh, place called oppo suits where you can get like a suit for like 90 quid uh, and so i well got like yellow suits and and then it was like every that was the stage outfit and then festivals obviously ruined them so folks start going back to their own thing and i uh, there's there's new suits coming through but i uh, the yellow suit with the disco ball came kind of when we won that best live act sama it was like that was when it was like the optimum the look that we're known for that was the optimum of that because the disco ball was complete, but with yellow suit. That's wow. It is such a look though. Like it is like so memorable. Like if you see you once that's in your head forever. No, wait, not you. I mean one, but I don't want to say that if one sees you, one will remember the look forever. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's like ingrained. And um, I like the way you became the queen there. <laughs> Queen of comedy has spoken. <laughs> I think you should say one. I think that's so. I think you can get away with saying one. <laughs> it would ruin my sort of edgy vibe. I've got tattoos, John. No, but I don't know an, if you've I, noticed that. I actually, oh my god, my phone was on loud. That's crazy. That's insane behavior. Um, it was just digging. I was like, that's fucked up. That's so unprofessional. I'm very professional. This is a very professional podcast i hope that you understand that we're trying to get to the root we're trying to get to the truth we're trying to get to the heart um but yeah so now you're the one that's left with the suit basically and the rest of your band members are all just like kicking no, well, about <laughs> I, I don't even wear the suit anymore like i've i've got because it's a bit battered but <laughs> i've i've bought like at festivals you get really good like sequin stuff so now i've started wearing it's a company called sequin podium <laughs> that go to a lot of the festivals and uh i wear like this total yellow sequin jacket with just like a pair of black trousers but yellow shoes or like like i, I got see like tennis the tennis ball makers who has it makes them again <laughs> slazinger or something i got a pair of slazinger trainers that look like tennis balls and i was like <laughs> fucking and my element for a couple <laughs> of years in them. Uh, and then they got done in Cozy Festivals. But right now, my current look is my Map of the World suit because <laughs> we, we brought out the song This Is Your House and it's like the world is our house and it's that bigger thing. Uh, you know, look after your community, look after your own environment, but also think about the bigger world, the wider world. And I saw it and I was like, I'm going to let... It was, it was like 25 quid like no way a, a map of the world suit for 25 <laughs> quid this is you've got to be kidding me and <laughs> i uh, and that's my current look wow what journey <laughs> like what journey you've been on through these suits 
um do you feel like you have to kind of change up your look a wee bit just to keep things interesting for you as as the front man i probably i think it's probably it's just naturally i've I I think do you know what it is? See David in the band who's the dancer, the dancer who does vibes and helps with so much uh, the kind of behind the scenes work as well. He always gets the fucking best of gear. <laughs> always let's see, and I know you're an Oasis fan, Amelia. See when uh Wonderwall came out, he got all the clothes that Liam was wearing for what like he like you could turn up at a party and go, Oh David, uh, do you fancy wearing all the clothes that Liam Gallagher wore in the Wonderwall video? And he'll he'll be there with him. He's a guy that gets the good clothes and gets the clothes that others are wearing. So a lot of the time you're just like, Oh fuck, David's like light years ahead, like this this year. So it's sometimes try to keep up and also like the brass in the band, like Kirsten and Snoops and that, some of the sequin jackets they they get are insane. So I think initially, see, and I, David Bowie had this with his band, and I'm not comparing myself <laughs> to the, the to the great man, but but now I will. <laughs> but see when see when he initially he was trying to get his band to wear like fucking, <laughs> you know, like platform shoes and like space age stuff it was all like northern guys that were brilliant guitarists that were just like fuck off and he was like no you're fucking getting sacked if like you know you you'll be wearing this or that's it and they guys ended ended up loving that and i think that stuck with me a lot of the the moody's burn guys that joined the band and i was like ah, this is like this is the blue or the yellow print for we're, we need, we are a festival band. We're entertaining, not just wear music, but how we look as well. So we need to get on board, and we're going to be doing different themes. And fit. so, right for the word go, it was I was very kind of I don't know. I laid that down anyway. That we this is what we need to do. And some of the guys go off piste a wee bit, and that's cool because it's meant like crazy looks happen. Like. And, and it's amazing, the guys that were dead against loads of this stuff now are like, oh, I have, I've got this like, sequin cowboy hat, and, you know, it's like, they, they fucking love it. It's sometimes just, like, allowing people to have a bit more imagination about what they wear, and I think that's important. And do you think what's also important is the clothes that you're wearing, you're saying that that, that basically reflects the message of your band, so immediately when people see you at a festival they're gonna know this is gonna be a fun time this music's light-hearted this music is for everybody you know yeah. and so imagine you didn't have the clothes do you think that your band would be as successful oh that's such a good question <laughs> did you think about that or just come up with that just now just literally wow. now you're a genius. It's a That's serious a... podcast, John. I don't know if you uh, get this. This is a very serious yeah. podcast. I'm trying to get to the heart, the truth. Would would we? No, no, I don't think we would. I think I think uh, sometimes clothes and vibes and <laughs> uh, are are dismissed. But my wee sister's a a fashion designer. She she runs like a team down in London and they do for high end to low end fashion stuff. And I think 
it's not as important as music to me personally, to other people it, it is, but you have to you have to present the best version of yourself and also when you're up there, you want to give people like a bit of escapism and imagination and also like give people the the belief that because I always think let's see I got guy's jacket, see when you look inside a good guy's jacket, the best designs inside it. And that, that was an initial look as well. I used to wear like good suit jackets inside out. And I, I, think, I think I'll go back to that at a point because it's like the people designing these are of it. There's a, a repression about it where they're keeping the best stuff for inside because it's just okay to wear black and grey and brown. And it's like, no, it's, it's okay to put that inside out and wear yellow. And I think a lot of it is control and to break out of that it blows people's minds and i've i've i hadn't until i was in colonel mustard and i'm i'm not gay but i've experienced homophobia just because i'm wearing a yellow suit and not not like awful that like people try to fight you or anything but just what the fuck's this and who like you know like total neanderthal behavior just and it's been good for me because it's like all right so that's why people aren't you know being as flamboyant as they want to be and but i i rally against that i think no we like, we will continue to go for that level of flamboyance and because i think society needs to change i don't think and i think the people that that make fashion particularly male fashion because i think female fashion's great like it's fucking on point and it's all out there but male fashion is still a bit oppressed yeah i think things are moving in a different direction in terms of like gender roles but um there is still some way to go with that stuff and uh yeah like your band really does promote well peace love and mustard like that the message of your band is you know of it's like equality peace like acceptance of everyone that's the, that's the vibe isn't it of your music and your aesthetic and the message okay for anyone listening what has just happened here is that the internet cut out during the question that i've now it's asked it's my fault it's my fault it's vodafone's fault <laughs> but we took a short break and john has now come back wearing the sequin jacket so it's actually the universe was like i i felt disingenuous i, I was looking at myself like i'm talking about clothes but i'm not living it it's what a, what a fraud what a phony can't even wear a sequin jacket on a podcast <laughs> they can just like I'm sending the vibes through the microphone and so is John. Like it's an audio podcast, but we're both sending these sequin oh. vibes to you listening. Peace, love, and mustard, which actually was the question that we cut out on twice there, but I'm gonna ask it again. And this time, third time lucky, the internet is not gonna cut out. So peace, love, and mustard. That is the message of your band. Yeah. Um as uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I the answer's yes. <laughs> okay, well, great. That's the end of no, the question. I'll, so I'll, I'll, 
I'll repeat myself. <laughs> nah. It is that. It kind of is, but mustard is whatever your mustard is. So for you, it's comedy and clothes and I don't know. I was going to say uh, wanking there. Like, honestly, in my head. <laughs> honestly, in my head. It just went wanking and I was like, I've got to say it. Clothes, clubber, gums, Peace, love, and mustard. I must mustard's whatever you want it to be, whether that's music or Tom Hanking or <laughs> Ravi Shanking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think for us, like obviously the the popularity we've got through just wearing yellow, everybody want out our gigs. We sell more t-shirts than we do CDs, which is awful <laughs> as a band. That's a bit disheartening, but also <laughs> everybody's wearing the t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think having the Dijon 5 on the back is important because mm-hmm. crowds face forward at a gig and like, that was just a kind of stroke of luck, I think. But I think people want to in some ways, I'm like, oh, I'd wish they'd buy more music, which they do. It's great. Everybody's been amazing. We've fucking just got to number 11 in the Scottish charts and oot, oot. 35, just uh, dropping these shite numbers. <laughs> <laughs> still good for an indie band. It's still good. Number 35 in the download charts. And we got a number one Amazon bestsellers this week, wow. but which is good. But equally, it's like, People what live is the most important thing, and people want to come and see us live and be a part of what it is, and we want to be a part of what they are. And wearing yellow is just that's it, and you know having fun. And I think let folk go beyond what we can with the costumes. They let there's people that have printed their own Colonel Mustard T-shirts. There's guys that dressed up better than me, like. Do you know, like wearing like a yellow suit that I couldn't afford with a disco ball hat that's better than mine. It's like it's incredible. Um, and it's like when people wear this stuff, it's kind of like for me, my experience of your band is that everybody's in the band, the audience is in the band, you know. It's Uh like because you've already got so many members, it's like you may as well just everyone else (laughs) join as well. Like totally. And um that's it. I think having that sort of symbiosis between the, the the band and the audience and it's probably watching bands like the flaming lips but even like going back to oasis and they're not known for pure crowd participation but the first time i saw them was when... <laughs> sorry i was just imagining them doing that like call and response like <laughs> But they do a wee bit, no, like, do you know, like, every band does it a wee bit and they like it, it's the best bit of every gig, but the first time I saw them was in the barras in 94, and Noel, uh, Liam walked off, so Noel had to do the, the gig himself, and he was pretty much like, I can't remember, I wrote it, but I can't remember all the words, and so everybody just put their arms around each other and started singing, and I think for that moment, I was just like, aye, that's fucking... Like, this is the best buzz you can get the audience being as much a part of a show as you know the band is and I think when you see like the Flaming Lips and they do it maybe five songs in their set and other bands will maybe do it one or two I always loved uh, 
I don't know, Jason Manford talking about Robbie Williams, where it's like, I've paid my money to fucking see the show, like, stop putting the microphone out for the crowd to sing. <laughs> and it's like, I, I kind of get that, but also that's the best bit of the show when a crowd's singing back at you. And uh, I, and so for, for the word go, I was like, this band has to be about as much as possible. Every single song, the crowd has to be involved as much as possible. Um, and it's like the clothes, they symbolize that. They symbolize that relationship between you and your fans. And it, like visually, if someone was watching you, as you were saying before, how your merch has like the Dijon 5 on the back, like so that when people are like facing you, they'll see that logo and they'll remember you. Maybe people that, that aren't, like that don't know your band, they'll know you yeah. for future. But then also if you're part of a crowd that is a fan among other fans with this sea of yellow watching you. It must just be such an incredible experience. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the crowd. You know, <laughs> well, it is. I've been there. And oh, actually, like, you did that gig at the Fringe. Um, it was, was it like, was it John McMuster and Friends or Colonel Mustard and Friends? Uh, I think it was Colonel Mustard and Friends. Yeah, right. and I was honestly having the worst fucking day before the gig. Honestly, like, I think I died on my ass in front of, like, this guy that used to come into the sandwich shop where I worked, who I, like, wanted to impress. So, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I was having a really bad day at the Fringe, and I did your show, and I watched the first part, I think. Or was I waiting at the wings? I was definitely like at the gig and then I came on to do my bit. Your crowd are awesome. Your audience are like fun. And then it was coming on stage again and like dancing with you guys with the energy and the audience was like so uplifting. It actually put me in such a good mood. <laughs> like, Aye. and then like, all your... oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you finished, but sorry, I'm for that picture. Obviously, everyone like wanted to take pictures with us because I was wearing like my yellow wig, so I was part of the fucking yellow movement. I was part—is that what you call it? Yeah, I was part of the band at that point because I'd—I mean, I did used to wear a yellow wig for every single gig I did. But let's just say that it was specific for your gig. But yeah, it was just such an awesome feeling, uplifting. There we go. <laughs> but as well, you had the keyboard track at that time. Yeah, and. That, that was iconic. I remember like, when you stopped wearing that, I was like, oh, you, uh, have you made the right choice here? <laughs> Just to stop wearing the keyboard tracky so soon. But actually, some of the costumes you've had since then. And I think you do have to evolve. You can't just get stuck in that. And I, I think that's been a good thing. <laughs> From one performer to another who's had a trademark look, like we know in our soul... I feel like we know in our hearts and our soul that's what the people want, but we can't give it to them every time. You know, it's like you you can't, I can't, you can't, I can't. I'm just making us, enjoy, I'm just saying that we're the same person right now. We are. Um, <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? It's like that part, like, I'll talk in the first person now because I've been trying to group us together, but I'll just say my experience and you can say if you agree. No, but like, say your experience. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, I am actually, can I just say to the listeners, I am actually wearing a yellow t-shirt. So It's luminous green. No, I told you it was luminous green. But you said that it probably would actually look yellow if I had it told does, you that. No, now with a slight... <laughs> I can see I can see more of the, the lime in it. Okay, it's fine. It's yellow, it's neon yellow. Saying that into the mic very clearly. 
but there's like so with the with the trademark look vibes um i'm just letting go i'm letting loose on this one i'm saying vibes the, here's the thing with the piano tracksuit vibes and having a trademark look is we know that's the look we know that's what people visualize when they say amelia baylor or john mcmustard they're visualizing yeah. that look but we just need to keep it fresh like david bowie yes i'm comparing us both to him he couldn't do it he ended up going through a, a diff a suit era you know i don't know why i went really english there but you know when he did like um <laughs> uh what is it called oh my god oh my god oh my god young Not americans no the one after the one where he was like oh wait is it a <sighs> What's... I think it was the album not called Young Americans. It's that face. The one where he had the pure, like, a shocker, like, kind of pink or red through his hair. Was I was visualising when he was going through, was it the Thin White Duke era? Like, and I feel like he was like, that was around the time he did the video for Dancing in the Street with Mick Jagger. And I feel like he, anyway... You just have to, you have to evolve. Like you just, uh, it's just like a natural part of existing. Like every single artist that has had a trademark look has evolved. And uh, there might be a couple of shiters, yeah? There might be a couple of shite looks. There might be a couple of shite songs. I've written so many shite songs. I've gone through shite phases in my career, making shitty videos that aren't funny and then deleted them afterwards. But some of them are still online because <laughs> I can't get them to be deleted. Anyway. <laughs> Hashtag Amelia Bella. <laughs> but it's just, you just, you can't just stay in one place and you can't stay in one place with musically, creatively, and with the look, but people will still visualize and remember that look and remember that it's iconic. So it's not dead. The look is not dead. It lives yeah. on in people's hearts, in people's minds and on Google images as well. So. <laughs> totally. And I think like, Ziggy Stardust for me was his best look and music. But if he just stayed in that and, and people wanted him to stay in that, if he just stayed in that, it would have been terrible. Like he had to, he had to evolve, and I think the people who stay in a caricature, it's kind of it gets found out at a point, and it's not, it's not artistically good to stay just in that look or that phase. Uh, I think you have to, you have to move on, and you know, go for new looks, even if you go back to the original. Mm. If you go around in a circle, you just made me think like, see, like changing up the look in some ways that is more authentic than just doing a caricature 24 seven, because you're actually going, Hey, I am actually putting on a look for this gig, but you know, underneath is the real me because I'm changing up so much. You can see that I'm a performer putting on this character and I'm going to take it off. There's some kind of realness to that persona, but see if somebody is 24 seven persona, then yeah. people go, okay, well, are you saying that this is you 24-7? Because we, we're not sure. Do you not do you kind of get what I mean? Aye. See if you see even if you think of some of the artists that do the 24-7 persona, it's not anybody that you I don't for me personally anyway, that you find credible. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the people that change it up that I, I love. Do you know what I mean? Nice. it's so interesting and then there are different extremes to changing it up as well like you know it, it can be subtle changes or it can be entire persona changes um that's what's exciting about it 
you can there are actually no limits it's just what how you want to control it and how each artist wants to control it individually um I wanted to ask you though would you still feel like the colonel rather than John would you still feel like the colonel if you were on stage without any kind of like stage look I've done it I've done it once at Eden I mean I think I might have had a jacket or something on but I remember like I'd done an all-nighter and we, always because for like the Sunday afternoon <laughs> it keeps the families there longer because the families love us but it was like four in the afternoon and I hadn't been to sleep and like, I just had a jacket on rather than I, obviously other clothes as well but I, I'm talking about that it was in any way flamboyant mm-hmm. uh, and it, it was cool but what was cool about it was the rest of the band were all wearing like fucking mad stuff and that's why I got away with it and why it was still a, it was different to them but mm-hmm. I, I think overall like I've been in the position where I'm absolutely dying or having a shit day I think you can relate to this as well. Like you're having a terrible day. You're not. You're not yourself. You're not. You've not got your flow. And see, or you're at a festival and you're pure hungover, or you know having a bad time. And <laughs> like, and all it takes is for me to put on my Colonel Mustard outfit, and I am already like, I know I'm going to give the people the show they want, and it's a happy accident because I I didn't set out to have a sort of, I don't know, a, a pseudonym or I don't know what the, the word would be, but like a character that you can get into when even yourself, like, you know, isn't particularly in the best place. But it's such a liberating thing because you can just go, no, I'm now transferring into this character <laughs> and I am going to be fucking fabulous and you're, you guys are going to have the best time, even though that guy five minutes ago was fucking having a shit time. It's, it's just good. Yeah. Um, what is the difference, though, between you and the Colonel? Like, when you put the suit on, what is it just confidence or is it like a whole different thing? It's not majorly different. It's just probably my most confident self, but also maybe a wee bit cheekier, like <laughs> almost like doing stand-up, which is a couple of times backfired a wee bit where like, you're putting a pure like pressure on somebody in the audience. No, you're going to do this. And like you get a complaining Facebook message the week after this. Like, I was just trying to have a good show, mate. Like I'm not like I'm not a bully. I'm just mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to have a laugh. Uh, but I think it is that total the the most confident side of you, the most flamboyant, the most uh, the ultimate sort of performer and singer and you know everything that it takes to be an entertainer. I can I can go for it more, whereas any band I was in before, I could go for it a wee bit more because you're on stage. But I it's it's been a total happy accident, but I'm glad it happened because it, it's allowed me to be a better performer, I think, and give people a better time for the most part, 99% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> I 
I just want people to bring up the piano tracky. That's that's why I do it because people do all the time, and then I instantly regret not wearing it. Um, can 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 I just say as well? Let's see the fact you're wearing the luminous yellow slash uh, lime green <laughs> top. Like my my next thing, and I've thought about this for years, is because it's like a natural progression of yellow. It do like a a luminosity. <laughs> type type stage where it's like right we're going to go luminous but with the stage show we let everything with the lyrics i'm not sure what luminous lyrics would look like but but i saw so it's it, it's fate that you are wearing this <laughs> luminous top you're gonna go luminous you know there was an era of fashion called new rave mm-hmm. it would you'd be like that you'd be like the klaxons i'm into um, it I, I like the collections, but I they were, it, that was one of the things that was almost like it happened, but it didn't happen. Like, nothing <laughs> happened after. It was like, oh, this is there's a great scene happening, and then it was like, no. But I actually remember the eighties when everybody wore luminous, so it's like I know how good it can be just kicking <laughs> about like outside fucking the co-op wearing luminous, <laughs> like as a child, like holding your mum's hand. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> that's so wholesome. That image. I just honestly, I feel like I've got tears in my eyes. Like you're such a wholesome person. You always say that. What, you were, just because you've met the one person I know that has kids. <laughs> I, like, the pure, the, the Boltons. <laughs> it's because you, you do family stuff sometimes. That's literally yeah. the only reason why. There's pixels of me with my family on Facebook. Like, I'm so wholesome. <laughs> that is genuinely why. Um, so I have one final question for you. I like to yeah. get very kind of professional at this point. Um, Actually, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I, I, I actually was trying to think, how do I come up with something that really wraps this up tightly in a bow? Um. Do you take some of the persona of the colonel that you've created on stage back into your everyday life? My my family would definitely say I do, and it, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Although my partner fancies the colonel, she doesn't fancy me. So it's like it's a difficult, it's like quite a, a swamp. Uh, but <gasps> my... wait, does she like I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm like a very rude host. But did she fancy you because you had like did she fancy you? Did you meet when you were in the band? Like, did she was she a fan? I met I met Donna when I we were working as nurses, and uh, she fancied my neck for some reason. Like she like I was called the neck, like un, unbeknownst to me. So like she she fancied my neck, and then we got together. But she did see me in bands at that time so i think like the mm. the rock and roll ingredient was was definitely there but i wasn't the colonel at that stage but now like when she sees the colonel like on stage she's like fancies him but she doesn't fancy john McElhinden, like and but equally she'll go oh your ego is wild and even my kids <laughs> go like you're like slag me off on my ego and i'm like i'm quite a humble like <laughs> Sorry, just I'm when humble. anybody says I'm humble, I just... I, I'm humble. <laughs> you, you can't say I'm humble, I'm sorry. It's just, no, you cannot say that. Like, I will say it to other people. <laughs> Can I just say nobody's ever said to me, Amelia, you're humble. 
<laughs> I just I, thought that I, was like, wow, I don't think anybody has ever said that to me. I've just proven their point. I'm an egomaniac. <laughs> but think- I think in my head, I'm humble. <laughs> Do you think anybody that wears a costume and has a persona is obviously an egomaniac? Bowie, you and me, like, we're all just, like, fucked. Probably, probably. Yeah, so, so, confidence is sexy, though. Do you know what I mean? Confidence is sexy. Like, Uh, the end. That's the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Confidence is sexy. That's the end of the podcast. I actually don't really know how to wrap it up, to be honest. If I'm really honest with you, sometimes I try and make them like a takeaway for people, but the takeaway is like you and me are both egomaniacs and we put on a costume to try and be more confident versions of ourselves. And people that actually like the real us, they just they just want to shag the fucking like the performer. And then you're like, oh hi, I'm actually like not as confident. Like anyway, that was no, that you're right, but I think I think we there's a better we can wrap this up better. Okay, let's just sit in let's silence. Have a think of it. <laughs> Sorry to anyone listening, we're actually just sitting in silence <laughs> trying to think of a way to wrap this up. Um, it's because we like it's it's the le- it's our level of performer that is why we can't wrap this up normally. Like I I don't even think we can wrap this up. I think we need, this needs to keep no, going. No, no, wait, I'm honestly, I'm honestly actually really like worried now. I'm like, how will I make this work? So, mm, what? Oh, you could ask me what I'm doing next. What am I up to next? Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? So, what, um, I, what, what future looks? Oh yeah, okay. We? Well, you kind of talked about it, but it was a bit. Yeah, I know. Shite. <laughs> It was luminous. <laughs> it was, but it's vague, you know. I, I need like specificity. Okay, so thank you so much, to the Colonel John, aka. Imagine I said that in the right order. Thank you very much, Colonel Mustard, aka John McMustard. <laughs> um. So, will you always be the Colonel? Will you wait? Will the <laughs> will... <laughs> Wait, 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 I don't know how to word this. Will you ever kill the colonel? Will you ever (laughs) kill off? Okay. Final question. Final, final question. Will you ever murder the colonel or kill off your onstage persona? Uh, No, I think you need to say, will you ever kill Colonel Mustard? Because it's Cluedo. I think you need to go. Oh, right. Okay, great. I didn't actually know that reference because I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) I don't know pop culture references. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Will you ever kill Colonel Mustard? Yes. Yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) What? And that's it? You're just saying yes? I'll kill him till he dies. And then what? No more music know. from you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's right, that's a sh- well. I mean, will you ever like kill off your onstage persona completely? Eh, uh, nah. I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rubbish answer. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Funny <laughs> Looks. There's, you're not going to get any better answer than that. It's very vague, and you know that's it. Sorry, that's the end. <laughs> Don't, I'm being serious. Don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you can no okay so we'll try no, one more no, let's one go more. again no, let's you try one more funny one more okay. funny you don't need to be funny honestly that is that is not that is not a requirement um what's next for you and your colonel mustard persona johnny boy <laughs> <laughs> My persona. <laughs> What's next for me? My Colonel Master persona. I don't know. Nah, you need to ask. You need to ask it again. Okay, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Okay. <laughs> what plans have you got generally in life for the future? I need to paint. I need to paint the kitchen tomorrow. <laughs> I need to strip the rest of these walls. This place is a fucking riot. I need to do some. I need to do some DIY. I need to get a block and quail and get the goods and then do some DIY. <laughs> Thank you so much for being such a great guest. That is great. But you heard it here first. That is a piece of insider info that no one's ever heard on a podcast before. Colonel Mustard's going to be doing some DIY. Um. I was going to make another wanking joke and be like, and so will I later on, but that's <laughs> fucked up. Like, why am I... Keep... Why? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much, Colonel Mustard, for, un- for unveiling your process. That's what this is all about, for opening up about your creative process. And also, here's the takeaway, actually. I've got it. I've got it, John. I've got it, Colonel. I've got it, John McMustard. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. You can have a trademark look as a performer. You can move on from the trademark look, but people always remember you for your trademark look and you can go back to it whenever you like. You do you, because that's what we're doing. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Is that good? Apollo 11, you have touched down. Yes, come on. Woo! Yes, Woo! that was another episode of Funny Looks where we got to the bottom of something amazing. And you can check out Colonel Master and the Dijon Five. Buy their stuff. John says, "Don't buy the t-shirts. Buy the music." Even though we've been talking about clothes, oh, buy, buy the t-shirts. <laughs> buy the t-shirts. Buy everything. Buy the merch. Buy the music. Buy it all. Support them on social media and give them some love. And uh, yeah, I'll be back for another episode of Funny Looks. Maybe. <laughs> one day one day i'll be back one day okay there we go wow so professional today Woo! thanks yeah. so much say thank was... you say thank you so i can edit into the edit say thank say thank you so much amelia for being such a great host say that and i'm gonna edit in thank you amelia bill <laughs> come on i need to build up here thank you you <laughs> thank you so much amelia baylor you're without doubt the shining star of the comedy circuit and I will forever worship your comedy gold. And you also say <laughs> you're really humble. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what I love about you the most, <laughs> Amelia Bailey? I didn't say your name right there. <laughs> do you know what I do you know what I love about you the most, Amelia Bailey? Just how humble you are. Yes! Clothes, clubber, gum, stuff. Clothes, clubber, I can't get enough, no. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah.
I'm gonna get it.